The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show. In this show, we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. My name is Jihad. I'm your host in this show. Today's show is pre-recorded, so we won't be able to take any calls today, but um, please feel free to text WhatsApp if you have any, any thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. Our guest today is Mahadia Doris, who is an audiologist was an audiologist lecturer and runs her own business as well besides talking about her exp- expertise today inshallah Mahdia will also be sharing with us her story about the difficulties she had in achieving her goals and how she managed to overcome them Mahdia, welcome to the arise to success show how are you doing i'm good thank you how are you i'm good alhamdulillah so Mahdia, maybe if inshallah if we can start with it with if you can tell us more about you know what you do a bit more details on that and what is an audiologist yeah sure so an audiologist is someone who does everything to do with ears whether mm. it be hearing loss um earwax removal um we deal with tinnitus so people who have um suffer with noises in their ears um and in my case um dizziness as well so in our ears we've got the hearing organ and then we've got the balance organ in our ears as well mm. so um I specialize in um, diagnostics and treatment of vestibular dizziness that comes from the inner ears. Okay, quite interesting, mashallah. And how long have you been doing that? So I've been doing it for about, gosh, I'm old, for about <laughs> more, <laughs> more than 15 years. So, mashallah. yeah, yeah. Very well experienced, mashallah. Yes. So with your business, because you manage your own business as well, is that as an audiologist as well or what do you do for your business? Yeah, so um, I worked for about um, 12, 13 years in the NHS. Mm. uh, And then about five years ago, I started my own clinic. Um, So initially, I started just with um, focusing on vestibular treatment. Mm. Um, So my business was treating people with dizziness and vertigo using physical therapy and exercises. Mm. Um, And then it expanded a little bit, alhamdulillah. So um, I went on to do things like earwax removal. Um, I do lip reading classes. Um, I do Tai Chi classes to help people with dizziness using Tai Chi. Mm. Um, And inshallah, I'm looking to now prescribe hearing aids as well privately in my clinic. Mashallah, I didn't realize that Tai Chi helps with uh, vertigo and dizziness, subhanAllah. Yeah, Tai Chi is amazing. So it's it's like a form of martial art, yes. um, but it's a very, a very holistic way of treating mm. your body and sort of exercising your body. So it's similar to, you know how they say yoga is very good for not just the body, but for the mind and your spirituality as well. It's the same with Tai Chi. Mm. Um, so people in the Far East use it as a way of life. It's almost like, well, not quite a religion for them, but it's like a way of life. They use it to treat lots of different problems and disorders and dizziness and balance is one of them Hmm, interesting so i'm just wondering here those who do tai chi are they is it a way to prevent them from having these problems as well or does it only help if you have the problem no it doesn't it's not just a way to prevent it's it's you can you can use it to prevent problems um so you can use it to make your balance a lot better but it doesn't mean to say you have to wait for a problem before you prevent it does that make sense so for those of them that do yoga pilates tai chi on a regular basis you're more likely to be healthier for a long period of time Mm, that's quite interesting because when you mentioned that some countries they practice it a bit more than others I was thinking, you know, those countries, maybe they are um, uh, healthy in the sense that they don't develop these issues um, in terms of the dizziness and so on, because they're already doing it. So that's quite interesting. I never knew this because I used to, I don't, I can't remember if I actually, uh, no, I don't think I've taken parts in the classes, but I have seen my martial arts instructor doing um, Tai Chi. So that's really interesting. Mm. so sorry go ahead you want to say something i was just going to say that the nhs has done research on this and there's been a high correlation of people who older people who suffer with falls and dizziness Mm. when they do tai chi as a rehab treatment yeah their symptoms go and they feel a lot better in themselves wow that's amazing and 
it's something that is quite enjoyable actually because when I saw yeah. it it's like a bit of martial arts with a bit of dancing so <laughs> it's a really fun way of treating dizziness definitely <laughs> it is definitely yes mashallah maybe we can ask you to do a bit of tai chi but I'll oh, know this is a raging, another so episode we won't ask you to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. today <laughs> um okay so for you um how do you mashallah juggle between all the different multiple things that you do because you're a lecturer as well and you do your own business and as you said you started five years ago and mashallah you were expanding so I'm just wondering how do you juggle between all of that that's a really good question and I'm going to take this moment to put a disclaimer out there because um I it's this is this has been a journey for me I'm also a, a mum of two mm-hmm. twin boys and um for me it's not just juggling the different aspects of my work life being a lecturer and running my own business and all that stuff the biggest thing for me has been juggling the work life balance like mm. work with personal life mm. um and I'm, it's a journey i'm still going through and i and i can't say i've cracked the code yet so i don't know the answers yet mm. but mm. i just wanted to join the conversation because i feel like um uh which we'll talk about in a minute like that i have had quite a few barriers and challenges come up Mm -hmm. which has really made me question whether my career is something that I should push forward with and whether I should be focusing on my personal life more Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah I just wanted to share some tips and advice uh, of things that have helped me and my family life Mm -hmm. um, and my yeah my work life as well to reach the successes that I have Mm. within it yeah go ahead so um so you asked how do I juggle it (laughs) so the first thing I would say is time management like that's so important um yeah and it's um are you what's your next question let me see if I can answer that one first yeah so I was gonna say um just to kind of put things into perspective like some of the things that I had um challenges with was um in in the so especially the year 2021 which is when I made that decision to Mm. um, push forward my business and to really Mm. focus on it Um, obviously I had my twin boys that year so so six months before Um, so I had newborn babies in the house Mm. and at the same time unfortunately my mother-in-law who was living with us um, became unwell Mm. Um, and in the end she passed away but um yeah so that was going on at that time so mm-hmm. I was caring for my mother-in-law my husband and I we were both caring for her full time at that point mm-hmm. um and I was also doing a master's so I was also mm-hmm. a student and I was doing mm-hmm. my master's I was working in the NHS and I was running my own business mm-hmm. so there was a lot going on mm-hmm. and yeah it was really difficult and my mental health at that point was at its lowest so it really sort of mm-hmm. went down and it was it was trying to deal with the mental health side of things and trying to deal with and how to sort of make myself a stronger person to kind of achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve in my work life Mm. um yeah so that was a lot going on wow subhanallah so perhaps that now that you've started talking about this maybe we can actually um talk a little bit more about those struggles but just to remind the listeners um first of all as well that we have um Mehdiya Daros on the show today, who is an audiologist, lecturer, and runs her own business. And inshallah, she'll also be, besides talking about her expertise and, and, and the areas that she specializes in, she'll also be sharing her story about the difficulties that she had in achieving her goals. And you just touched upon that, Mehdiya. So, being a new mom of twins, a carer for your mother in law, um, a student, and working as well, and having to, you know, as a carer as well, worrying about you know your mother-in-law and, and, and what she was going through so I'm just imagining all of that going on and of course as you said having an impact on your mental health how was it like and how did you you know manage to overcome all this yeah it was really tough and at this time the pandemic was going on so mm-hmm. um yeah so we were pretty much in lockdown I think it was lockdown two or three mm-hmm. um so I guess the first thing that I did to try and overcome it was, and I know Jihad that you're a big advocate of this, is to understand your own personality. Yes. So I did a lot of that. I mm-hmm. started therapy, which mm-hmm. was really, really helpful. And what we did was we sat down and I realized that I was, um, I did an MBTI um, personality test and I am an ISFJ. So, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I take... 
Yeah, which makes me the perfect healthcare professional because yes. it ticks all the boxes of empathy, working yeah. on my own initiative, taking yeah. on responsibility, but it didn't mm -hmm. help in my personal life because I didn't delegate. I took everything my, for myself, like everything was my responsibility. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, my husband unfortunately became redundant. So he lost mm -hmm. his job. So I took on the, so in my, no one told me this. I was just doing it to myself. I was putting mm -hmm. on that pressure on myself. And mm -hmm. I decided that I needed to help financially. I needed to care. I needed to parent. I needed to run yeah. my own business, blah, blah, blah. Um, so learning about my own personality really helped yeah. because um, to know what my strengths and weaknesses are and to make sure that with my strengths that I was using that to help mm -hmm. myself become better and in terms of my weaknesses to work on that. Mm. So um, the first thing that I did was decide I decided to delegate, <laughs> which mm. is which sounds really simple. It sounds really like common sense. But for me, it was like a difficult thing to yes. do to to say to myself this is too much yeah. and I need to, something's got to give and yeah. to make big decisions. Like, um, you know, as, as women, we put on a lot of, um, we're given a lot of pressure in that we're told that we have to be perfect mothers and wives and daughters. And mm -hmm. then also at the same time in this day and age, we have to work at the same level as our, you know, our, um, uh, as our spouses mm. and to bring in that fine, we have, everything has to be 50, 50. Now you have to do 50, you have to bring in financially 50%, but also at the same time, you have to be a full-time parent and do all of this mm. at home. So I had to really sit down with myself and I had to say to myself, do you know what, what is it that I can delegate and mm. give away? And what do I need to carry on doing myself? So I decided that financially, I couldn't delegate that to my husband solely. We were in a position where I really needed to help. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to, I decided to put the kids into nursery. Mm. And that was a big thing for me because I, that's not something I wanted to do. And that mum guilt was really difficult. But I said to myself, mm. do you know what? It's a good nursery. I'm happy to put them there because what that does, it gives me time to care mm. for my mother-in-law who was nearing end of life. Um, and to really focus on her because I wasn't going to get that time back and she really mm. needed it. And also to help my husband financially. So this is where it gave me time to work on my business. And mm. it was a lot of money putting twins in nursery. And it didn't make mm. sense at the time because all the money I was earning was just going into nursery. Mm. But actually in the long term, it really helped um, financially in terms of my career development and achieving my goals yeah. and it was worth the risk that I took because mm -hmm. alhamdulillah now um, I can say that actually I'm in a good place in terms of my career but also I can now I'm in a place where I can actually take my kids out of nursery and have more time at home with them because I'm financially stable enough to do that mm -hmm. so it was a big risk at the time the other little delegate thing that I did was that was really big for me it sounds li really little but actually for me it was a big thing was mm -hmm. Um, saying to my husband I need your support and for him to actually say do you know what on a Saturday I'll look after the kids on my own yeah. and you go out and you work and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for him for doing that because that really gave me that time to work on my business because during the week I was working in the hospital and mm -hmm. then with my business I was doing that um, in my own time mm. and so that really really helped um, that he was there and my family support was there to sort of do that for me so I could then mm. focus on my career and the other thing I dealt with was the shame of having to make that decision to say to myself mm. actually do you know what for me and my family that's the right decision to make to yeah. not have to to not because you know with kids you you are looking after them 24 7 it's not just through the day it's through the night as well but mm. to allow myself a few hours in the day mm. to work on my career is okay to do that yes yeah so that was no. the first thing yeah <laughs> um go yeah. ahead yeah. if you would like to say more go ahead yeah yeah so the second thing i did was to go out and look for support Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was look for business support. So mm. there's so many organizations and charities out there that will help you develop your business. Mm. So in the um, uh, in the sort of Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire area, you can access Wenta. So Wenta mm. is a really good forum. Um, they give you free business coaching. They give you free classes on different aspects of your business. So marketing and, and all of that 
stuff as well, accountancy and how to do all, because when you're running a business, you're wearing all these different hats yes. and you have to be the accountant and you have to be the marketing person. So that's a lot to take on. So they really, really helped me with that. I highly recommend them. Mm. Um, networking groups. So um, that really helped me be, be, talking to other people who are in the same position as me, new startups, new entrepreneurs, um, that, that really helped. So that's the second thing I did was to go out and look for business support. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I did was to ask for financial help so again there was a big element of shame and guilt that came with that um where I thought to myself because I'd never been in a position where I'd had to you know apply for benefits or anything like that and I had to really sit down with my husband and we had a chat and we were like do you know what we're at a point in our lives where we do need some sort of support financially mm. um and so we we yeah, we applied and I was on maternity leave at that point I, there wasn't any income coming in he was redundant and so at that point in our lives um, it was okay for us to ask for support financially. And I, I accept now on hindsight that although I had a lot of shame associated with it, I feel like now that I'm running my own business and paying tax, I feel like, you know, I'm giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of charity work on the side as well. So I feel like that kind of balanced that out. So it's okay at that moment in that time to say to yourself, do you know what, I need help and mm -hmm. to ask for it. So mm -hmm. that was another thing that I did. Yeah. That's great. And sorry, did you have any more to add there? I have loads, but I'm going to stop there. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm sure that the, our dear listeners would love to hear more as well. But I just wanted to also comment in a few things. And I'm so glad you mentioned about the personality, because that's the first thing. Knowing your own personality is very important, as you've mentioned, because then you know how you deal with things and how you can start supporting yourself as well. Because when you mentioned ISFJ, that's the personality that takes on a lot of responsibility. They feel highly responsible for everybody around them. Mm. And for your information as well, um, Sahabas like Abu Bakr who has this personality, as well as from the females Hafsa radiallahu anha, who is the Prophet's wife. So, you know, I also I always like to give examples of our, you know, Sahabas as our role model. So the more we learn about them, we can become like them as well. So they feel highly responsible that they need to take care of everybody. And now when you knew your personality, you knew how to accommodate and how to help yourself, right? And for you to start delegating and give, you know, um, tasks to others, that's very difficult for your personality. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. I had to really sit down um, with my therapist and my family and I had to be like, I can't do this. And they were mm -hmm. like, yes, you can just give something away. <laughs> so now, very difficult to do. But when you had done it, how did it feel? it felt amazing at the time it didn't because as I say there was a lot of shame involved yes. with it like that feeling of shame was like quite big for me um but now on hindsight it did help my mental um uh, mental health quite a lot to take away that mental load because I didn't realize how much I was literally carrying on my shoulders mm -hmm. and to just give that off a little bit it was great it was um yeah it was it, yeah it felt amazing yeah, absolutely and that's what I wanted to make sure that I highlight as well to our dear listeners because sometimes it's very difficult to go against our nature right because yeah. for you it's all about you know what I need to be the one taking responsibility of everybody because that's natural for you that's how you responsible that's what your personality is like so having to start to delegate delegate and give tasks to others that would feel very difficult because it's not natural but then once you've done it because you were in a situation where you needed to do this otherwise it was affecting your mental health yeah. and it would start to have implications in your life overall as well so sometimes, although there are certain ways of, you know, or there are certain things that we do that are very comfortable for us, it's okay to do them if they suit you. But then once they start to create difficulties for you, like you went to a situation where you had so much going on and you had to be juggling between so much and they start affecting mental health, this is when you realize, actually, you know what, I need to make it to, to put a stop here and need to make some changes. So it was a difficult decision, but alhamdulillah, as you can see, it has made a lot of a lot of uh, difference for you and he has made life easier for you and then um on return it starts to impact your mental health positively absolutely so you've mentioned delegating you mentioned um getting the support and as you said you know financial support was very difficult for you and you felt the shame and all of that because it's not something that you're used to and again coming to your personality 
your personality is a kind of, you know, um, personality that I need to be providing that everybody. I need to be take, taking care of, of, of everybody. So all of a sudden to be cared for, and, and even though it's just something small as finance, financial, it was difficult to do that. But then alhamdulillah, when you've done it, yeah. it, it, um, it has helped at the time. And as you said, now you can give back to the community. So overall, I just want to conclude here that the um, sometimes when we are in a situation where we can't handle it on our own, it's okay to ask for support. You mentioned the support in various forms as in financial and also for your business networking as well and you've mentioned one to um, if anybody here is um, listening to us who is in support of uh, or in need of business support i have you know um attended their uh, webinars and they have been very helpful as well very good yeah very good yeah so mashallah these are great things that you've addressed here and i i just love the fact that you mentioned about your personalities because that's the piece of work that i am so passionate about so mm-hmm. <laughs> you're related here quite a lot alhamdulillah and we can highlight as well how important it is for us to understand our personality because if we don't understand our personality we won't be able to know what methods to use and exactly. what's yeah, what's best to um, accommodate for our needs. Go ahead, um, Hadia. I think there was more that you wanted, more tips that you wanted to provide. But actually, before we do so, I'm just going to quickly remind the listeners, just in case anybody joined us a bit later. So we have Mahdia Daros with us on the show today, who's, who's an audiologist, lecturer, and runs her own business. And besides talking about her expertise, inshallah, which we'll talk a little bit more about after the break. But uh, for the meantime, Hadia is sharing her story about the difficulties she has experience in achieving her goals and we just i just wrapped up some of them just now and i believe that you've got some more tips to share in a few minutes before we have the break okay sure um yeah and i guess um what else did i ask for um so we asked for uh, parenting support so with twins Mm. like not when they were newborn but now um we were experiencing a little bit of um challenging behaviors and things like that so the other thing i asked for was um I, what i did was i went out and i got myself a parenting coach mm-hmm. um and especially if you can get yourself a parenting coach um who is faith based because it's mm-hmm. important for us to kind of keep to our um hadith and the it's 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 nice to be able to link because a big thing about parenting is being in terms of it's it's you have to work on your spirituality quite a lot because there's a lot of generational um, cultures and traumas that you have to kind of deal with in order to present um, a better parenting role model. So, um, yeah, if you can find a faith based one, that's um, a really good idea. So that another thing that really, really helped us. Um, and again, there's so much free support out there and it's it's the little things you don't realize because when when you're going through stuff, it's very difficult to sit down and think outside the box. And sometimes mm. you just need like an external person who's not a family member or a friend or a work colleague, someone different to just say to you, actually, do you know what? Have you tried doing this or have you tried doing this? And it can be such a um, such a sort of um, a moment where you think to yourself, mm. do you know what? That's such a simple thing. But you know what? Yeah, let me try that. Um, mm. So there's yeah. So th- that was really, really helpful. And mm. if anyone's got twins or multiples, then I highly recommend Twins Trust. So they're a mm. charity for people who have twins uh, or multiples, mm. and they've got really excellent resources and support on their website. So check them out. They also mm. do courses like um, breastfeeding courses for twins or um, sleep training for twins or managing challenging behavior for twins. Mm. So, yeah, so that was really, really helpful. Great, inshallah. Yeah. And in terms of the parenting coach uh, or the yeah parenting coach that you've had, and that's faith based. Um, if some of our dear listeners here would like to know more about that, is there any any kind of um, was did you find them in a website or where did you find them so that if anybody would like to reach out to a parenting coach? Yeah, so I use a lady called um, at Lawyer Mum. She's on Instagram um, and she's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Her sort of speciality is discipline. So she's called Praveen and she's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many out there and you have to, it's such a personality thing working with the right coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really have to find someone that you relate to and who's, because again, there's so many different parenting models out there. So you really have to find one that works for you um, mm. and goes with your principles so yeah just do a little bit of research um, there's so many out there yeah absolutely and I think that's quite important because sometimes it's difficult to do it on your own 
and as you said that you know for you mashallah you had twins on you know with everything else that was happening at the same time so getting that support again probably was not easy for you but alhamdulillah it has made a difference for you alhamdulillah and i would like to also add understanding your children's personality is very <laughs> yeah well. uh, they might be a little bit young but uh, we usually do the personality work from the age of six and above uh, okay. but that is very important because some, some one of the things that a lot of parents do and they do it with a good intention is that if one of their children is good at something, they start comparing. It's like, oh, why are you not like your brother? Or why are you not like, are you not like your yeah. sister? Or why can't you be like so-and-so? Now, this can be, I know that they doing it from the perspective is that they want to motivate them to be better. But for some personalities, that can be um, hindering because they might start to think, well, there's something wrong with me. And then they will grow up thinking, having that belief, and that will lower their self-esteem, their confidence, and so on. So it can have negative um, impacts on them so that's why it's quite important to understand the personality of each child and treat them accordingly because what works for somebody might work differently for someone else based on their personalities so i'd really recommend um getting to know more about your children and their personalities and treating them accordingly um are there any other tips before we go for the break um actually you know what um i just realized we actually it is time for a break soon so <laughs> we'll continue after the break uh but just for all these amazing tips that you've shared um and just to remind the, lis the listeners we have Mahdiya um, Daris with us on the show, who's an audio audiologist. That I find that word difficult to pronounce. Audiologist, lecture, and runs her own business. <laughs> and besides talking about her expertise, she has been sharing with us the difficulties that she experienced, and she shared some tips on how to overcome some of those difficulties. After the break, inshallah, we'll talk more about your expertise and the um, how you treat patients, for example, who have you know vertigo or um, uh, dizziness and so on. So we'll talk a little bit more that more on that about the break. So, um, listeners, this is Inspire FM one hundred five point one. Um, do stay tuned, and we'll see you shortly. Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome back to the Arise to Success show. We have Mahdiya Daras with us today, who is an audio an audiologist, lecturer, and runs her own business as well. Um, Mahdiya has shared with us before the break some of the tips that um, she used in order to manage um, having to multitask and juggle between different tasks, being a new mom, mashallah, of twins, um, having her own career, having her own business, having um, to care for her mother-in-law. So she provided some great tips on how we can manage situations where we have a lot of pressure and how we can start delegating tasks to others as well as getting support from those around us so that we're not taking all the responsibility ourselves. Um, so that was what we discussed before the break. And after the break now, um, in fact, actually, before we move into talking about, you know, the certain areas um, that you cover, Mahdiya, um, are there any other tips? Because I know you touched upon some of the tips before the break. Are there any other tips that you wanted to share uh, based on the difficulties that you've had, you've, you've, you've experienced uh, in achieving your goals? Um, or are you okay with us to move into the next area? We have plenty of time. So if you have more tips, I'm sure the dear listeners would, would like to hear it. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, since we're on the topic, we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so another thing that really helped me was... Um, so. One of the weaknesses I found within myself was I find it very difficult. I'm very introverted, very introverted, very shy. And so even doing things like this, like a radio show is like a big issue. And Jihad, you'll be probably very annoyed with all my messages that I sent you before. How do I do it? Because my anxiety just kind of goes up like that. But I had big issues with dealing with my imposter syndrome. And the re one of the big reasons that I decided to um, become a lecturer and to apply, I, I, I don't even know why I applied for that job because I definitely didn't think that I was capable of it, but I just did it, mm. um, was uh, speaking in front of people. And mm. that is a, a big thing for me. And I felt like in order for me to be successful in my business and to be able to give my patients the best um, treatment and therapy that I can, I need to be able to articulate myself better. That's one of mm. the things that I'm really wanting to work on. 
and be able to um, speak about my profession and my expertise in a, um, for example, in a networking event or, for example, um, in conference conferences and um, uh, be able to share scientific information without stammering <laughs> was, is a big mm. thing for me. So, yeah, imposter syndrome was a big thing. And um, I, so I know that, though, I'm, I'm sure you've come across the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by mm. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Um, and it's been talked about a lot. But for me, that really helped me to understand what I needed to do to move on mm. from my weakness and to be able to be successful in my career. Um, one of the things he said was, you, you naturally, we're not an expert in everything. Mm. But the in, in order for you to run a successful business um, and to make a lucrative sort of income from your business is that you do have to be good at everything. You have to be good at, as we said, running your own business, you have to wear different hats. So in my case, I have to be able to speak publicly. I have to be able to articulate treatment to my patients. I have to be able to undertake CBT and deal with anxiety with my patients. There's all these different things that I need to do. and he says he one of the things that he said was for example he wanted to become better at sales mm. so he decided to get a job in sales become mm. good at it and then move on to the next step and i thought okay that's interesting and so i did that i i quit my nhs job that was a tough decision to make and i said to myself what can i do to better myself in terms of public speaking and this lecturer job just came up and i thought Okay, so I applied and Alhamdulillah, I got it and it's great. I absolutely love it. It's not as scary as I thought it would be mm. teaching. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having to um, teach quite a young cohort. So these are people in there um, who are teenagers, who are in the early 20s, just mm. starting university. Um, how do you, and I'm so passionate about my field, how do I relate? that to a younger audience who are of a different generation um, who've grown up in a different culture how do I do that and it's all of these skills and tips that I'm starting to learn mm. and uh, yeah and it's really helped me in my in my business and in my personal life with my kids as well mm. so yeah so dealing with my imposter syndrome I, my one big advice I would give to people is take don't be scared of going out of your comfort zone, put yeah. yourself in situations, because if you are always surrounding yourself with the same people, mm. you're never going to learn new skills, you're just going to be repeating the skills that you know already. And that's good for someone who wants to have high self esteem, and think to yourself, do you know what, I'm good at what I do, because you keep putting yourself in that same situation, and that's good for your self esteem. But actually, you're not challenging yourself, you're not challenging your weaknesses, you're not strengthening your strengths. Mm. So by putting yourself in it, for example, for me, putting myself in a room full of doctors and consultants, mm. what it's scary to be in that position. But actually, it helps me to enhance my skills because I'm learning new things constantly from being in a room of people who I think are uh, more sort of intelligent than I am or more sort of privileged than I am or earning a lot more money than I am. By putting yourself in that situation, you're actually, yeah, enhancing your, your skills. So mm. imposter syndrome doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be something you're scared of. Use that, utilize that feeling to your advantage and push yourself. Mm. So, awesome. yeah, so that's a really that's a tip like that's advice that I try and so this is why I'm here today doing a radio show which is really giving me quite high anxiety but actually this is going to help me in the long term in terms of running my business oh, um, sorry go ahead no um so yeah the next one was um can I just quickly comment on this before you go to the next yeah, one? yeah go for it so what I love that and I love that tip that you've shared because it just indicates that we need to face our fear because if we you know keep um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Avoiding. If we keep avoiding that fear, it's just going to create more and more fear. And that fear is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So the fact that you've actually faced a fear because you knew that you needed that for your business, for example, for your self-development, for instance, you face it. And once you face it, it starts to that fear starts to become smaller and smaller and smaller until it come, you know, you don't end up having that fear at all. So thank you for sharing this. I just wanted to point that out because a lot of us, and that's something I did as well in the past, is that I would just avoid my fear and then it would yeah. just create more and more fear. But if yeah. you face it, it doesn't become a fear anymore because you're actually facing it, you're dealing with it, and you are developing further, inshallah. 
So mm. yes, I just wanted to point that out. And yeah, go ahead. Next tip, Michelle, you're providing amazing tips there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to question that fear because fear is not logical, right? Yes. It's an illogical thing. So when it's only when you question it that you'll think to yourself, well, actually, why am I afraid of that? What's the worst case scenario? And it's only when you test that fear that you realize that the worst case scenario doesn't actually exist. You're not going to die because you're standing in front of people, although it might feel like you are at the time. It's not going to happen. So it's yeah. So it's it's really good to test that theory sometimes. Um, but I'm not saying go out there and just face your fears just like that. You have to work on yourself before you do that and put yourself in those situations. So getting a business coach or taking a friend with you or asking for support um, and strengthening yourself, prepare yourself. Basically, you're not going to run a marathon on the first day. You have to um, prepare yourself to do that. And it's again, it's OK to ask for help and then put yourself out there. So don't just. Yes. run the marathon prepare for it so yeah yeah that's a that's, that's a good one yeah. um yeah and just kind of remembering when I was at my lowest people would come like I found it very very I, I it's almost like I feel really bad saying it but I'm just gonna say it um I forgot about God I forgot mm -hmm. about um because I was so busy getting on with life and a part of me kind of resented because I thought to myself, why is God doing this to me? Like, I've been such a good person my whole life. And I'm not just getting one challenge. I'm not just getting two challenges. There was all these things coming at me. Mm. And people would come up to me and say, have supper. You're okay. God never puts you in situations that where, where it's so challenging that, you know, it's too challenging for you. Just remember that. And I used to find that quite patronizing. And I'd be like, but I, it's easy for you to say it, but I'm the one in that situation. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost like I didn't want to think about God because I was like, he's punishing me for some reason. I haven't done anything to deserve it. So I'm just going to put him to the side and I'm just going to carry on with life and get on with it. Mm. And it took a long time for me to kind of, sit down and talk to myself and say actually do you know what now in in the long term that those experiences as difficult as they were have actually made me a better person and I think when you're in that situation when people are saying that to you it's very hard to accept that mm -hmm. but actually when you come out on the other side it's always good to reflect and look back and think how how is that situation made me how has it strengthened me rather than focusing on the weaknesses like oh yeah it, it really ruined my mental health and it you know now I feel like I've got PTSD and I'm traumatized instead of thinking along those lines think to yourself how has it strengthened me have a little grateful diary and write down things that you are grateful for because in that moment it's very hard to think to yourself well actually I've still got a roof over my head or mm. actually I've got two beautiful children mm. as difficult as they may be to parent or mm. actually I've, I've got you know an amazing husband who's very supportive mm. um it's very difficult to re remember those things so write it down um at the end of that really helped me to and it really helped me to maintain that link and that relationship with God so mm. that yeah it's hard because when you're in that moment there's nothing anyone can say to make you feel better mm. you just kind of have to sometimes get through it mm. Again, there was a lot of guilt and shame associated with that because I kept thinking I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring God or I'm forgetting God or I'm not being grateful for the things I should be grateful for. But actually, when I came out of it, like, Alhamdulillah, like my relationship with God was maintained mm -hmm. and I can look back now and I can say, actually, perhaps I can see why those things were actually good for me in the mm -hmm. long term. Absolutely. That's a, subhanAllah, a really good point that you made there. Um, and I, I, I'm really appreciating um, the fact that um, um, you've shared when it was very difficult, a lot of vulnerabilities, and that sometimes are very difficult for us to share, but mashallah, you've done so to help others benefit as well. So jazakallah khair for that. And I, I understand how difficult that can be sometimes. So jazakallah khair. And yes, absolutely, like what you mentioned there, and sabr and patience, I feel like sometimes it's used the wrong way yeah um if you are going through challenges yes Allah puts us through challenges for a reason and that's you know one of it in your case for example is to make us a better individual um but it doesn't mean that we give up upon what's going on sabr is not just 
accepting and giving up yes accepting but doing something about it as well mm. it's like putting your trust in Allah tie your camel and put your trust in Allah so it goes hand in hand but it just it doesn't mean that you just wait and, and, and just wait for miracles to happen we've got to take actions which Allah you did so by taking the personality test and by making sure that you delegate tasks to others and getting support from those around you and so on and so on to help with your situation so sabr um, I feel like it has been used or patience it has been used um, um, in a way that can make people feel bad about themselves or it can make them feel well why am I going through that like what you just experienced or what you just shared with us so patience is about accepting but also taking action to help yourself in the situation so they go hand in hand so for sharing that and when you reflect I think that reflection is really important as you've shared because that's when you realize what has gone and why it has been beneficial for you as well because if we don't reflect at that time we might be thinking it's a punishment and then we carry that thought with us but if we reflect upon it, we realize actually you know what it did feel like that at the time but subhanallah now i can see why i've gone through it and i'm speaking from experience subhanallah you know we do go through those difficult experiences and sometimes think what have i got done wrong in my life yeah. <laughs> experience all of this but subhanallah later on like you know what you thank Allah for things that happen the same way and at that time too because timing makes a difference mm-hmm. uh, because it has subhanAllah it, it is for a reason and we realize later so that reflection is very important so Jazakallah for sharing all of that is there anything else because you know I'm finally I'm done <laughs> um, you know what it's finally no, it's been really good, Mashallah, the things that you've shared. And I'm sure a lot of our dear listeners can relate to that as well. So Jazakallah khair for sharing all of these tips. And that's what this show is all about, is about, you know, your journey. What yeah. is it that made you who you are today? And it's, a lot of it is based on struggles, which mm. the world don't know much about, right? They just see that success. But what about the struggles that made who you are? So that's why I'd like to share these in my shows so that people don't feel all alone and feel like, okay. you know what? Others are experiencing the same. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. And if others can manage it, if we can share tips with, with with others that can help them, then inshallah, that's what we'd like to do. Inshallah, for others to be, get inspired, inshallah, and continue doing their passion. But I just want to remind the listeners um, that we have Dari, um, sorry, Mahdiya Daris on the show with us today who's an audiologist, lecturer, and runs her own business as well, mashallah. Um, besides talking about her expertise, which we'll get into now, she also shared the difficulties that she has gone through and how she has overcome them as well. She shared amazing tips. So I hope you've all heard those tips. And if you haven't, inshallah, there will be um, um, the recording on Facebook and on YouTube as well to catch up with. Um, so moving into your amazing work, mashallah, that you do, Mahdiyam. Um, so if you can tell us more about, for example, um, symptoms of vertigo, because my sister, for example, she has vertigo. And for a very long time, she had no idea what that, what it was. And she thought, you know, I, oh, I can't even remember. It was some time ago. And, you know, you end up treating something else if you don't know what the cause is. Yeah. So it's very important to know. So perhaps if you could tell us more about what are these symptoms and how do we treat it? Um, if you are treating, for example, do patients come just for one-off session or is it something that they continue doing? Are there ways that they can manage it in the world? For example, you've mentioned Tai Chi as well that helps with that. Mm. So um, vertigo is um, a feeling of, uh, it's, it's what we call an illusion of movement. So mm. where you feel like something, either you are moving or the world is moving when it's not. Um, and it's a perception uh, of dizziness. Mm. Now, vertigo, it, it's quite complicated. Um, mm. And there's so many different underlying issues that can cause dizziness and vertigo. And it, diff- it differs person to person. Each person will come in, even if two of the people, um, if two people have the same diagnosis, when you ask them about their symptoms, they'll tell you completely different symptoms to what each mm. other is feeling. So it's very variable. Um, there's your balance perception comes from three different systems. So mm. number one is your ears. That's where we perceive um, balance mm. from the two balance organs in our ears. And these balance organs are called the vestibular system. Mm. And then there's the what we call the proprioceptive or the somatosensory system. So this is basically your bones and your muscles. So if, for example, you break a leg, that's going to throw you off balance. Yeah. Mm. Number three is your visual system. So your eyes, by looking at where we are in the world, that gives us the perception of balance. Mm. So if any one of these three systems is not working properly, you're going to feel unbalanced, you're going to feel dizziness, you might feel vertigo. 
things mm -hmm. like that. Now, all of these three systems input that information to your brain. Your mm -hmm. brain processes that and then it puts information back out. So if you, for example, misstep over a pavement, that information goes to your brain. Your brain goes, okay, move the other way. And then you you do it, yeah? So, um, so there's lots of different reasons why you might start to feel dizziness. Now, it could be something as simple as your body is trying to give you a message. Um, and this could be, for example, the fact that it's hot, the weather's hot or it's humid, that can make you feel dizzy. Um, if you're dehydrated, if you've not slept properly in the night, um, if anxiety, anxiety is a big one. Like I see that very commonly where anxiety can cause dizziness. Um, and hunger, if you're hungry, if you're not eaten properly, that can cause dizziness. Migraine is another one that can cause dizziness. So it's about um, listening to your body and just taking a moment to try and understand what that message is that the body is trying to give you. So if, for example, it is something like, oh, I've not drunk all morning, so maybe I should go drink some water, then do all of those things first. If you've not slept properly the night before, then that's probably why you're feeling a bit unbalanced and a bit dizzy the next day. So maybe a good night's sleep will help. Mm. So once you've done all of the basic things, um, what I call the common sense things, which people forget about, because when you've had mm. a really busy day, you might forget to drink enough water and things like that. Mm. Um, so just listen to your body, try and understand what it's trying to tell you. It's trying to give you a message. It doesn't have to be something that you have to be afraid of, dizziness. Just listen to your body and try and fix that problem if you can. Now, if the dizziness persists um, and it goes on and it starts to affect your quality of life, that's the time when you might want to seek medical help. So mm. the first person you might want to visit is your GP. Mm. Um, and what you're trying to do is figure out what the underlying cause is. Now, the symptom of dizziness that you have, there's different um, perceptions of it. So some people might feel lightheadedness. Some people might feel vertigo where they feel like the room is spinning. And mm. by telling us your symptom, we can we can try and find out what the underlying cause is. So if it's lightheadedness, it might be blood pressure. If it's vertigo, spinning sensations, it might be the ears. Um, if, for example, you feel like you're fainting or you're blacking out, that might be due to your heart. So by talking to a healthcare professional, we can give you um, advice about where to go next and what you could do about it. So mm -hmm. if it is to do with the ears, then there's um, two reasons why it might be happening. The first reason is um, something called BPPV, which is crystals in your ears. So in our ears, we have these little crystals that roll around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what can happen is these crystals go off into the wrong place, and then they're rolling around in the wrong place. And then when you move your head up or down, that can give you that dizzy sensation. Mm -hmm. And that's quite what we call an easy fix. So there's maneuvers you can do where we move your head in certain positions, and we can put these crystals back to where they should be, and that will resolve the spinning sensations that you're getting. Another reason could be um, long-term anxiety. It could be things like, you might have heard of Menier's disease, or it could be migraine, um, which can cause dizziness chronically. So people feel dizziness, including spinning sensations for um, long periods of time, which can last days and it can go on for months or years. Um, and for that, I offer physical therapy exercises where you can do, you can move your head and eyes in a particular way um, and that resolves the dizziness. The Tai Chi aspect of it is the great thing about Tai Chi is you're moving your head um, and um, eyes in a particular way. So if you check out my YouTube channel, I've put some Tai Chi exercises on there where mm -hmm. I get you to do some vestibular rehab. So I'm getting you to move your eyes and um, ears in a particular way to tackle the dizziness. But at the same time, I've incorporated some mindfulness into it as well to help mm -hmm. with the anxiety that comes with dizziness. So you're, you're doing both things at the same time. You're tackling the anxiety and you're tackling the underlying cause uh, mm -hmm. in your balance organs to help you with your dizziness as well. Well, that's quite interesting. And we mentioned anxiety. I was like, wow, subhanAllah, you know, it's very important to look at the root as well. So, you know, just treating the symptom. And I love what you say about the touch because it, it kind of helps both as well. <clears throat> So just to let uh, our dear listeners as well, if you are suffering from anxiety, make sure you do look into that as well and treat that besides, of course, the symptoms that it has caused. And you mentioned that the um, crystals um, in the ear can be moving in the wrong place. What would cause them to move in the wrong place? So it can be, um, it usually is something quite, um, for example, a bang to the head, something quite traumatic, mm -hmm. Or it could be like a virus. So virus can come in and just like you get viruses in the ear that can cause ear infections and you get discharge, you can also get viruses that go straight to the inner ear and it can mess around with the crystals in there or it can in 
inflammate the nerves, the nerve that goes from your vestibular system to your brain. Mm. Um, and that can cause dizziness and vertigo as well. Mm. So, yeah, so it could be that. Mm, interesting. And you mentioned vertigo and dizziness. They seem to be quite similar, right? The symptoms of them. So vertigo specifically is... Um, uh, and, and we we categorize that as an illusion of movement. So that could be you sitting still, but you feel like things are moving when they're not. So mm. it could be things feeling like they're swaying, like you're on a boat, or it could be something quite dramatic where you literally feel like the world is going around, like you're on a roller coaster. Mm. Whereas dizziness is all of the other stuff that people might perceive. Yeah. So it could be like lightheadedness. Um, it could be like feeling like you're fainting. It could be nausea feelings that you get. Um, mm. All of that stuff categorizes under dizziness mm, interesting for that and you mentioned that um you've got some youtube videos um so if you can perhaps share with us as well so the dear listeners can um go and watch some of the um things that you have that can help them and also other ways that the listeners can find you as well i think you're based in bedford right yeah so i've got actually quite a few clinics i've got one in bedford leicester and peterborough mm-hmm. um so yeah best place to see information is my website which is uh, www.dizzyears.co.uk mm. um, but yeah my youtube channel and i've got an instagram as well um, so if you type in dizzy ears that will come up as well mm-hmm. um, so yeah i've got a couple of youtube videos that you can check out which shows you some of the balance exercises i get my patients to do um, mm. but in particular yeah the tai chi ones are, are really good as well Oh, brilliant. So our dear listeners, make sure you start to type chief if you don't do them already. <laughs> and perhaps just, you know, watching YouTube um, videos, inshallah, that can help as well. Uh, before we end, um, Dar- um, sorry, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm mixing both your first name and second last name. <laughs> so I do apologize. Mehdi. <laughs> what would you advise our dear listeners? And I know you've shared a lot of great tips there. What would you advise them um, in general to do today to achieve their goals and not give up on them regardless of the struggles because we will face struggles we will face challenges and yeah. i think to have that expectation is quite important as well because if we think that it's going to go all well it's not and that can um demotivate us so quick you know um things that you would recommend to um the listeners um to continue their passion yeah to achieve your goals um mm-hmm. so the first one would be to challenge yourself um so that's the alarm going off um so the first one would be to challenge (laughs) to challenge yourself um and to take yourself out of your comfort zone so that you can strengthen your strengths and reduce your weaknesses and the Mm -hmm. second one would be to prioritize so take that pressure off yourself and as women we can do a lot but we can't do everything so accept that and prioritize what's more important and just accept it it's okay that you can't do everything all at once Yes, absolutely. So accepting and then also taking action. So Jazakallah khair for that. And I'm sorry I had to just uh, get you to um, summarize this very quickly. But Jazakallah khair for being with us and for sharing all these things that I found beneficial. And inshallah, I'm hoping that our dear listeners will find beneficial as well, inshallah. I'm just going to quickly just let the listeners know that next week's show is going to be a great one as well. So please do stay tuned. I do have a guest who's um, an owner of a tourism business in Turkey who specializes in tours for the Sahabas as well as Ertugal Tours. So if you're an ethical tour, uh, sorry, if you're an ethical fan like myself, make sure you tune in. And if you do know somebody who's an ethical fan, please get them to tune in. So that will be next week, Monday, the 18th of September at 6 p.m. Jazakallah khair, Daria again. Uh, sorry, Mahdiya. I do apologize. Jazakallah khair, Mahdiya again. It has been really amazing having you today. Jazakallah khair, dear listeners. And until next time, inshallah, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream? at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.